Here comes the Here comes the Here comes the Y'all don't really worry like Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Kent Wyrock. I am joined by my co-host, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. Gentlemen, it's time for the playoffs. Did, did we uh, did we make it to the playoffs in, a, in at least a decent chunk of your leagues? How, how are we looking over there? Oh, man, it's it's been a good year. I know I don't want to seek for Okada here because I know that there's one league specifically that he is, he's not in. We oh. played in Dynasty together. He is in that. Uh, I've had a great year. I'm in playoffs in, in a bunch of my leagues, and I know, Kent, you are as well in the listener league. Okada, are you are you in that league? Are you, you, are know, you in the first round? Um, listen, <laughs> <laughs> I played in three Yahoo leagues this year, and I was absolute trash in all of them, that being one of them. So, <laughs> so you're blaming it on the Yahoo format. Yes, it is all Yahoo's <laughs> fault. I mean, they make Jalen Samuels a tight end, so you know we can't trust. Him. <laughs> yeah, oh, don't do not get me started on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, go, was, we'll talk about that in a little Kent bit. Kent was fired up last um, night about that one, but uh, yeah, God, God, dude, I don't get it at all. But anyway, we're the Red Shirts. We're here to talk about football, fantasy football, more specifically, and uh, it's Week 14. It's the first round of playoffs. It's it's not even make or break anymore. It's just you have to win or your season is done. No more fantasy football for another however many months it is. Uh, who wants that? I don't want that. Can we, it's a very uh, sad day when that actually happens. Yeah, can we just rewind maybe a little bit and not be so close to the end? Because this is kind of sad. I'll, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, instead, let's just set up an AAFL fantasy mm. football league. You want to join that with me? Facts. That sounds fun, right? I'm in. I saw that Scott Fish, I think, is actually doing that for uh, oh some people. Gosh. I don't know no way. what that's all about, but... I don't think I'm that much of a degenerate yet. We'll uh, we'll see. Yeah, keyword there being being yet. <laughs> yet, yeah, definitely. All right, let's uh, let's slide into some news. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, we got some big injury news today, but we'll wait a second so I can get the drop for that, and we'll lead into the the injuries. But I think. Real quick, let's let's talk about some more administrative type things. Uh, up first, Kareem Hunt. He went unclaimed on waivers, which it turns out are a real thing in the NFL, just like fantasy football. Yeah. Isn't that strange? You yeah. know what's crazy about um, those is you can't find the order anywhere. I tried to look, and like I don't even know how they set it, the waiver order. But yes, it's oh, real. Yeah, I didn't even think yeah about it's that. different. It's it's like not the same as fantasy football, right. but. Um, I yeah I'm I'm not sure how it works. <laughs> Is but anybody? I I know I know yeah no no it's one of those things they keep secret like the uh, compensation draft pick formula. Mm, true. But uh, anyway, uh, it sounds like Kareem Hunt's probably going to be serving a lengthy suspension. Some uh, are suggesting as long as eight to ten games. If he is not on a roster, he cannot serve those games. So until he makes it to one. Don't expect to see Kareem Hunt anytime soon. So just kind of wanted to touch on that quick. Do you guys have any interest, like, Dynasty Keeper for Hunt anymore? Yes, I think so. I I don't think there's a chance that he doesn't play. Or maybe I should say that a little bit more easily to understand. I think there is a very good chance that he gets signed to another team, primarily because not only is he very, very good at football, but he has... Obviously, he did not handle the initial situation well at all, 
But since being cut, he has handled the cutting and following interviews, etc. As well as you could ask of him, I, I guess you could say he's been contrite. He said that the Chiefs should have cut him and he deserved it. So I think that with the state of the league signing people who aren't even that contrite about doing things that they've done, I think that there will be a team that signs him at some point in the near future. He's too young and good not to, so he should probably be owned in Dynasty. Oh, I mean, 100%. There's no way he should not be owned, especially in a Dynasty format. I agree with you, Okada. I think it's, there's a very, very good chance he's on another team, especially because you know we've seen other guys most recently, even coming out of college, Joe Mixon, similar type of scenario. And you know we don't want to get into kind of the ethical situations with all this stuff because obviously it's terrible but um you know those guys do get second chances eventually it's just a matter of, of when so yeah i 100 agree with that he should be you know owned and rostered in every league you know i i, I thought that too and then i found out that they're investigating like two three four three. separate incidences yeah, yeah i saw three. three so i'm worried man that a team is just not going to touch him i believe he's young and talented and could get another shot but Boy, if more bad details come out, uh, I would not be surprised if he didn't. So uh, it sucks to be see a career thrown away. It sucks even more to see what he did. Uh, so let's let's just leave it at that, and uh, we'll talk about him later. Maybe when more com- ah, when more news comes up. Up next, let's go over a quick one. C.J. Anderson was signed by the Raiders. Woo! What do you, Are you mean? Excited? <laughs> Are you excited? No. Well, uh, so it, <laughs> I mean, we don't have to talk about this one at length, but Doug Martin was a little bit banged up. I think he had a knee issue, and so it sounds like they're kind of just uh, insuring him more than anything. I don't. I think those two are like a one-for-one replacement, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, and there was a beat reporter that came out too recently saying that all signs do point to Martin being okay for this week, so uh, it makes that signing even a little bit more questionable. Uh, yeah, man, you gotta love what Gruden's doing out there. Does anyone know how old he is? I wonder if they actually think there's a future with him. I mean, he's he's not that old. He's maybe 27. I was gonna 27, say 28 sounded about right. Yeah, he was born uh, a month before I was. How exciting. Yeah, they, I mean, they don't really have a long-term solution right now, so maybe they think he has a chance no. of being something. I don't know. Yeah, Martin and uh, Marshawn Lynch are both off contract next year, so... Get him in the door early, learn the playbook, see what he's got. I don't know. That's that's the best I can get get there for you. I think Jalen Richard, though, uh, is going to be in for some decent work going out of the year. But anyway, let's move on. That's kind of bad. That's boring news. Uh, Mike McCarthy got fired from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, everyone who owns Aaron Rodgers rejoices, I would say. What, what do you guys think? Um... Or is it Rogers' fault? This has been a big thing on Twitter lately. Like, is it Rogers or is it McCarthy? It's a little of both, in Choose my opinion. Choose one. Oh, you mean it's yeah. why Aaron Rodgers hasn't been playing well? I think that's actually also a little bit of both. I also think the firing is a little bit of both, or a lot of both. Um, and I'm actually going to touch base on this a little bit in our over-unders, but I don't feel great about this. I, don't, I certainly don't think it's like a... I mean, I feel great about it for the Packers long-term, but I don't think it's going to be a uh, tree of life, fountain of youth type thing for Aaron Rodgers that suddenly springs him back to QB1 rest of season, this season. I would definitely okay. echo that that sentiment there. And I think one thing kind of thinking about next year, I mean, you know, we can obviously talk about the remaining playoff implications for fantasy. But, you know, for next year, that team's going to have to find a, a coach that is willing to let Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers, meaning have 
almost full control of the offense and not butt heads with him, which I believe towards the end of the, the saga there, that was happening and, and really affecting his play. So if there's a coach out there who's willing to make Aaron Rodgers, Jackie Moon, co-owner, co-coach, co-player, LeBron James uh, I think it could work. Situation. Yeah. Yeah. So something to keep tabs on. I don't think it does too much for the rest of the year, to be perfectly honest, but certainly interesting news and something to keep an eye on over the offseason. And last up on on this portion of the news, uh, the Bills waived Kelvin Benjamin, who they traded a third and a seventh round draft pick for. Just want to remind you guys of that. Ouch. Um, And they also waived Andre Holmes, who got claimed by the Denver Broncos, and we'll talk about why here in a second. Do you guys care at all about the Bills? No. Okay. (laughs) Mm, Not really. We talked about uh, about Josh (laughs) Allen and how he's been doing well. We also talked about how there's no pass catchers there to support him as a streaming option. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not sure if this makes it worse or better. <laughs> I was going to say, is there, is there any desire for Zay Jones as like a literally the only working receiver left there? Or I think yes. I think he's been playing actually pretty well. And yeah. considering the landscape there and the fact that they have to throw to someone at some point in the game, even if it's only a few times... He's a, I don't know, low-end wide receiver four, maybe flex option with some upside type thing. Okay. All right. Well, let's move over into the more important stuff this week, the injuries. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Oh, where where do we start? Um, the big one that happened today was that in practice, Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles tendon. And uh, it's just disappointing, to be honest. He's in practice of all things. You know, it's one thing if you're out on the, on the in the game field working hard, trying to make it work. But you're just practicing. You do that. It just sucks, man. You get that news on a Wednesday. That sucks. It really yeah, is. Yeah, that's it's a bummer. And, you know, they're coming out saying that they're going to do more testing on it when it first happened. But just like the Dez situation, you know, this is a very, very, very easy injury to diagnose on the field in the moment you pretty much know what happens so yeah it's unfortunate especially for a player uh, at this stage of his his career we know that you know those older players don't come back quite as well from the Achilles injury and you have to wonder with the contract situation there uh, it's, this is likely the last time we've seen Emmanuel Sanders in a Broncos uniform yeah, and he leaves behind a big wake, uh, mostly to two guys, I would say, and that's Corlin Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton, who are both rookies. Uh, we'll talk about one of those two here in a minute. But um, what do you guys? How do you guys feel about this offense for the rest of the season? Can Case Keenum and these guys kind of continue the passing game going forward? Ugh, I don't feel good about the passing game. I think it's going to mean everything funnels through Lindsey who has been incredible and therefore probably good enough to keep them going a little bit. Maybe Royce Freeman gets some more carries too, and they just really bump up their run game. But Emmanuel Sanders was a huge chunk. And unless Deshaun Hamilton can step right up and maybe be 75 80% of what Sanders was, which I don't think is possible, I honestly think this might have killed their playoff hopes in one fell swoop, which is pretty big for a receiver. Yeah, and, and just to kind of touch on that too, I mean, Deshaun Hamilton, who you brought up, Kent, he's got just two catches for 17 yards since October, since the month of October. So uh, we really don't mm-hmm. know what it's going to mean and how he's going to look in that offense. I agree. I think 
Philip Lindsay and Roy Streeman also is is now back uh, to being someone that should be owned, especially if you're the Philip Lindsay owner. I mean, that ground attack is going to be the offense. So um, I love that volume perspective. But yeah, I mean, definite downgrade for for the Broncos, who were surging three three straight wins, I think it was, and they were looking like they were heading yep. for the playoffs. So uh, they were, definitely yeah. tough. So I pulled it up. I, I tweeted this earlier. Uh, Sanders, since Demarius Thomas left, he had a 29% target share and 40% of the team's air yards. So it's a lot of leftover work. It's going to be probably spread around a little bit, but bumps up in uh, terms of volume for most of those guys, but most of those guys but kind of a bump down for overall the, the offense. So um, sucks to see, but unfortunately his season's done. He might not be ready for early next season as well. Um, so... Yeah, Keep and an this is that, this is even after the time when we're going to talk about here in a minute, Dante Foreman, uh, and actually, let's just bring it up since we're talking about it now, Dante Foreman, yeah. uh, he injured his Achilles in week eight last year, and so obviously we're, we're past that point, and he's just now being activated this week to come back, uh, and he's practicing in full Dante Foreman, that is, for, uh, for coming back from his Achilles injury. So it takes forever, um, you know, at this point next year, He's going to be a guy I'm telling people don't waste a draft pick on because he's not going to be ready until potentially the fantasy playoffs, if that. So, uh, yeah, it, it definitely is a bummer for Sanders. Breaking news. What? By the way, I haven't used that soundbite yet, and I had to use that. Uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted right now as we're recording the show that it was confirmed via MRI that Emmanuel Sanders tore his left Achilles. So hey. just to get that confirmation and, uh, and use the soundbite. So that was fun. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on then. We'll talk about A.J. Green. He got shut down for the season. He had a turf toe, I believe, was the the actual diagnosis. Is that, is that right, Betts? Yep, that's the turf toe injury he's been dealing with for the past several weeks. And you know, he aggravated that injury on a, a play where he was pushing off at the line of scrimmage, and you could immediately see him just fall to the ground and, and grab for that toe. So he's going to undergo surgery. He's going to face a recovery timeline of about four months. Um, so he'll be fine for next year, and he should be ready to go 100% by the time training camp rolls around. All right. Well, um, any interest in Tyler Boyd? Or is it, are we kind of going back to, like, he's just going to get focused on too hard by defenses? So I looked into this briefly because I was very curious because I'm a big Tyler Boyd fan. Um, and his yardage has not really been different at all without A.J. Green mm-hmm. or with A.J. Green. The The only difference is they the whole team does not score as much when Green is not there. And it kind of makes sense because he's so good. He helps get them you know into scoring position and then into the end zone himself plenty of times. But also when they're down there in the red zone, it opens up opportunities for Boyd as well so I think it reduces his ceiling a little bit with Green not there but I still think he's a reliable play I would put him out there I I have a special attach to him now because I don't know if either of you guys play Madden but I have a Madden franchise yeah. on which I drafted him in the fantasy draft version and <laughs> yeah. through That's a great five move, games way. of my first season he's leading the NFL in receiving yards oh goodness <laughs> yeah buddy um, so, so it sorry, has to real translate quick question into, for you. Into real is good for fantasy, exactly. <laughs> no, so, not really. a real quick question: How many of those games without AJ Green uh, were Driscoll games? Uh, was it just one or two? I don't think I can count this last game. 
But yeah. the game before I mean, with it, Driscoll it could, was... I, I'd say so. Yeah. He went out only after one catch, so and that was early in the game. I, I'd count it, but I think he's going to be okay yeah. with Driscoll, just not great. So Agreed. anyway, we got we got some more uh, news to go through here, so let's let's uh, hurry up. The pace is... Uh, let's talk about James Conner here real quick. He had a high ankle sprain. People ran to the waiver wires to pick up tight end. I mean, running back Jalen <laughs> Samuels. And uh, also, Stephen Ridley got a little bit of attention as well. What are you guys' thoughts, first of all, on the James Conner injury and then on the uh, pieces replacing him? Yeah, the Conner injury, you know, initially it was called a leg contusion that is now being called a high ankle sprain, which is pretty much what everything showed, you know, by the, the mechanisms of injury there. Um, he's been rolled out for this week, so, you know, there's no chance he plays. The fact that he's rolled out so early tells you that this is probably going to be a multi-week injury and i'm definitely concerned about connor being available for next week you know week 15 if you're fortunate enough to make it to week 15 um so i i definitely am hesitant there and i hope he can get back for people that make it to the championship because there's very good chance that you rode connor all the way so uh it's a bummer mm-hmm. i hope he gets back agreed and as far as the handcuffs go definitely i lean samuels and i lean pretty heavily samuels i think there's a good chunk of the community the fantasy community that's pretty concerned that it'll kind of be a committee and i think that mike tomlin even said something about it being something of a committee but he also said that connor had a bone contusion and not an ankle sprain despite (laughs) everything that bets and every other person with half of medical brain was saying (laughs) um so i don't really trust that we've seen the steelers they like to ride one guy especially when that guy has pass catching chops which samuels does so I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about him and the over-unders also. So many connections. Oh. I like yeah. it. Yeah. we got. There's just so much to talk about this week. Um, I lean more towards the split, but again, we'll leave the rest of that discussion for later. Uh, I, and actually, Betts, did you say when, when do you expect Connor to be starting again? Yeah, I just mentioned briefly that at this point, we really don't know because they haven't said, you know, what degree the sprain is. When you injure okay. the high ankle sprain, it can be uh, anywhere from, you know, two weeks upwards of a month or more. So if it's Ooh. more intense than what we're being led to believe, which at this point it kind of already is, uh, there's a chance we don't see him again, but I'm hopeful it's for, uh, for week 16 for the fantasy championships. Also, sure. I would guess okay. that it, it might hinge a lot on what happens with them and the Ravens, because if they win yeah, and absolutely. the Ravens lose and they feel really confident about playoffs, mm-hmm. they're more likely to rest him. I think. Whereas if it's a flip, then they might want to get him back sooner. All right, let's uh, let's go through some quick hitters here on the injury reports. Uh, sounds like Melvin Gordon is getting closer to practicing, but he officially did not participate uh, in Wednesday's practice, so keep an eye on him. They said that he might play, but doesn't sound likely at this point. Mitch Trubisky is likely to return this week against the Rams. That is likely to be an awesome game. I look forward to watching that one. Uh, and then let's see, we got, uh, Evan Ingram returned to practice Wednesday. What, what was his injury? He had the, uh, the pregame hamstring strain against the Eagles two weeks ago oh, yeah. that oh, no one knew about until yeah, it was too late. hamstring. Yeah. That's right. All right. And then carry on Johnson is still not practicing, uh, with his knee injury, uh, from a few weeks back now. So Laguerre Blunt theoretic stepping in there. We talked about this earlier. Dante Foreman activated from the injured reserve. He will the uh, kind of secondary option behind Lamar Miller, who's been pretty good lately. And then last but not least, Deshaun Jackson is still not practicing. Sounds like they might put him on IR. Um, so you guys have any thoughts yeah. on that one real quick? And I strongly believe that they will. I mean, at this point, 
what what's the point really in in playing Deshaun Jackson? They're being incredibly effective without him, and uh, he's going to be hampered if when when and if he ever does get back on the field. So uh, yeah, and I know Okada's pumped about Adam Humphreys, so uh, they've got their guy there. I am I, actually, and I, I'll say this here because I had him as my start of the week, and then changed someone else, and that's Chris Godwin. You guys all need to go get Chris Godwin too. As hyped as I was about Adam Humphreys last week. I'm possibly more hyped about Chris Godwin because he has been incredibly good when Deshaun Jackson has been out, including last week. Get him and start him this week. I am doing so myself in the playoffs. You know, I was actually going to have Godwin in the over-unders and took him off because I saw him as you started the week. And then he oh, changed and on then me. I changed threw me a curveball. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll go with something else. I would have you know, taken the fun. over. I guarantee it. Well, speaking of the over. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Let's go ahead and play a little bit of the over-unders. Uh, we have a scoring update. Betts has moved within one point of go, baby. the leader. Uh, so last week we did a kind of pick them for every single position. We chose between Lamar uh, Jackson and Kirk Cousins. I took Kirk. You both took Lamar. You were both right. Then for the running back position, we went between Breida and Chubb. I took Breida and you both took Chubb. And you were right. <laughs> On the wide receiver position, we went between Josh Reynolds and Tyler Lockett. I took Josh Reynolds, and you two both took Tyler Lockett. And you were both right. <laughs> oh God, are you sensing any theme here? Are you, I are am. you seeing a trend? <laughs> uh, and then, unfortunately, on the tight end, it was between Kittle and Ebron. We all went Ebron, and we were all correct, although it was actually pretty close. They were within uh, just a point or so, if I remember right. So. Then on the last one, the flex between Joe Mixon and Mike Evans. I actually took the point back here. I went with Mixon. You t- you both took Evans, and Mixon outperformed Mike Evans. So that is going to be a score of two for me and then four for both of you. Well done, gentlemen. Mm, well done. It was a good week. And that the season totals are now up to 33 for myself, 28 for Okada, and 32 for Betts. Coming so, for you. look at this. Neck and neck, we're going to do this through week 16. I'm just going to decide that right now while I'm thinking about it mid-sentence. Um, <laughs> if I don't pull off a miracle do this. this week, I think I'm going to stop trying and root for bets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's got to be some strategy in there. But anyway, let's let's go ahead and move on to this week's over-unders. i I, I got to be honest. There's no theme. There's no theme at all. Mm. Um, I run out of themes eventually, believe it or not, but... I just kind of picked guys that I thought were interesting and that we hadn't done yet. I tried my best to pick new ones. I oh, think I got them all. That's a theme. So, yeah, that's a theme. <laughs> uh, so up first at the quarterback position, a guy we talked about a little bit earlier, Aaron Rodgers playing at home against Atlanta. He is projected for 21 points on the nose. Gentlemen, uh, let's start with Okada. Would you want the over or the under? I'm going to take the under here. Um, for one thing, he's only topped – this number 21 which is I would think you would consider that a below average game for the Aaron Rodgers we've come to know and love over the past several years he's only topped this number four times all season and only once since week six so it's been bad and I know that everybody has blamed a lot of that on Mike McCarthy and so now with Mike McCarthy gone hey maybe we're gonna get old Aaron Rodgers back I don't think so I think it's great for him and the Packers long-term, but like we kind of started to touch on up top, I think it's going to be rough in the short term. 
usually when you make a coach transition like this, it doesn't suddenly help the offense explode. And what I do think is that if there's anything that Mike McCarthy was doing the most wrong, it was criminally underutilizing Aaron Jones. I think this is going to be an Aaron Jones game against the Falcons. And I think it's kind of a trap game all around. I think it's going to be lower scoring than, than you might expect. So I'm going to take the under on Rodgers. But if you gave me Aaron Jones, I'd take the over. Hmm. Okay. Wrong Aaron. All right. That's... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and take the under as well here. Uh, on paper, it looks like a fantastic matchup against the Falcons, but uh, when you're looking at those things, you, you need to consider what the other team is going to do. And the Falcons' offense in, in recent weeks just hasn't been what it was in recent years, and so I, I don't think there's going to be enough back and forth in this game. And I think that for those reasons and what Okada pointed out, uh, I'm going to take the under on that one. Um, Firing McCarthy was the skeleton key. This is going to be one of the... Aaron Rodgers of old games, 30, 35 points, somewhere up in that range. Ooh, he's spicy. going to annihilate the Falcons. Um, I, I He's free. He's just free now, you know? Um, he's going to go off. That's that's my bet. So let's move over to the running back position. Gus Bus, all aboard. He's projected for 11.6 points. He is playing in Kansas City against the Chiefs. I'll start off with this one. I'm going to take the over. I'm on the Gus bus. I got, I, I'm all aboard. We're all running aboard. out of room okay. on the Gus bus. The, 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 they're the worst run defense in the league somehow. I, you know, I don't know who's running against them because they're never up against the Chiefs. But apparently they're bad. They, they, they give up lots of yards and they give up a decent amount of touchdowns too. Uh, because they can afford to. It doesn't matter when you're scoring 40 points a game. You can just let the defense be bad. So the Kansas City defense is, is giving up that, that – uh, those yards, and I think Gus is going to be the beneficiary. Let's uh, go to bets here. Yeah, Kata, you wait your turn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you getting ready. I was um, so excited. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm going to take the over on this one purely on volume alone. Uh, the last three weeks for, for Gus Edwards here, 17 carries and then 23 in back-to-back weeks. Ken already talked about that matchup. It, it's great, and uh, I love the fact that he's getting 20-plus touches, and I think of that alone. Helps him get over this number, so I will take the over. Oh, boy. Well, if I didn't love Gus Edwards so much, I would probably take the under just because I need to catch up to you guys, but I can't do it because I'm on the Gus bus. I'm driving the Gus bus. You're faithful. You're faithful, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Everything you guys have said, and I think that not only will this game be extremely competitive, I think the Ravens win. Ooh! Yeah! Wow! That yeah. is that is. Are they? Bold. They're on the road, the though, aren't can, they? Uh, they Arrowhead? are. They're going to be in Arrowhead. I think it would be a huge upset, but I just don't think the Chiefs are defensively are capable of figuring out this Jackson Gus combo. And the Ravens' defense is so 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 good that I think they can slow down the Chiefs enough to pull it off. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I would just like right, to state for the old, record, by old. the way, that I said last week that the Cowboys would beat the Saints, or two weeks ago when they when they did it. I don't know if I said it on the pod, but I said it at work. <laughs> okay. And everyone laughed at me. And I didn't I say it on the right. pod, but I said it in my head to myself as it was happening. <laughs> I will bring witnesses. Totally. I, def- I definitely said that. Definitely. <laughs> We're just giving you crap. Um, all right. Let's swing over to the wide receiver position. We're going to talk about Brandon Cooks, a guy we haven't really talked about too much on this podcast, to be perfectly honest. I think all the receivers have been fairly auto start all year. So, uh, but he's projected for 12.8. He is playing against the big scary bears in oh, Chicago. Nice. Um, 
You know what, Okada, we'll let you go first since you're so excited and ready to answer. Oh, true, true. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not too excited about Brandon Cooks this week. I'm going to take the under. I think he's going to be okay to good because Brandon Cooks has been okay to good almost every week, if not every week this year. Uh, But he, the fact is he's going to have to score for sure to top this number because I don't think he's getting more than 70 or 80 yards. The Bears are just too stingy on the defensive side of the ball. They've got great corners to allow him to blow up like he is capable of doing in a lot of other matchups. Um, so I'm going to take the under. I think this is another... I think it's going to be a good game, but I think this is another uh, low-key, low-scoring game. Ooh, really? Yeah. Interesting. The Rams' defense right, is improving. That- the Bears' defense is beastly. It's in Chicago. I'm sure the weather's not going to be great. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'll that's how under. you feel. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely cooling on the passing attack here in this game, so I'm going under as well. Uh, I don't really love Jared Goff in this game, to be honest with you. I, I think he showed last week, coming off the bye, it just, the Lions matchup, man, he should have smashed. It should have been a great, great matchup, and they just didn't do it. But this week, I feel like if Brandon Cooks, like you said, Okada, doesn't find the end zone, you know, he's going to be okay. He's going to be startable. He'll finish as a wide receiver to or a flex. But to get over that 12 uh, point, whatever it is, point one, I think he needs to go over. So uh, I don't think he, he finds the end zone, and I think he goes under. Um, This is an easy over for me. Like, Ooh. super easy. I, I'm against you. This. I think this is a I think this is a slugfest game. Um, the Bears' defense. You say they're stingy, but they have given up the uh, let's see seventh most yards to wide receivers and the second most receptions to wide receivers. And I thought that was kind of, that's kind of shocked me. Honestly, I was looking this up for a different article I was writing this week, and I I almost couldn't believe it because I you know the Bears' defense is good. They're good as like a a, a DST in fantasy. They're scoring tons of points, but they're still giving up yards, and that doesn't really show up as much in the fantasy score. So um, I, I was kind of shocked by that. So I'm taking the over on Cooks here. Yeah, I certainly think he can get the yards, but, I mean, if he gets, let's say, six for 85, that still doesn't top this number without a touchdown. That's the only reason I can't that's, do it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm, I I just, like I said, I see a slugfest coming, so – I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and risk it. And, and uh, Kent, there don't don't forget Okada has the ability to predict the future, as he just mentioned <laughs> in real yeah, time. Yeah. So Fact. he's telling no, us see, it's not time, gonna happen. This time we recorded it. We have it on <laughs> audio, and I'll save it. I, I got all the files saved from all the shows. Um, but anyway, all right, let's move on to the tight end position, where we're gonna talk about Jalen Samuels. Oh, you know, my. <laughs> of course you did. You you had to do that. Of course, I had to. It's just it's too absurd to me. That he's been a running back all preseason and all his entire time in the NFL so far. He's played like one inline snap as a tight end. He's not a tight end. But you know what? For the sake of Yahoo, he's a tight end because they're Yahoos. Um, <laughs> oh. So he's projected for 12.3 this week, and people are going to get to play him in his tight ends in their tight end spots. So bets, do you want to take the over or the under on your tight end, Jalen Samuels? Yeah, I don't have much explanation for this one. I literally, in my notes here, wrote down over, period, it's Oakland, period. That's all I have to say. <laughs> that's pretty All right. Uh, that, that's okay. pretty fair. Yeah, um, I'm also going to take the over. I'm going to take it on the back of receiving. It's interesting how well Oakland played the Chiefs last week, by the way. I don't know where the heck that came from. 
But I think that they they I don't maybe they have some kind of late season surge thing going on and they're gonna play the Pittsburgh okay. In any case, I think Samuels gets probably five to eight receptions in in this game because he's really that good catching the ball. And if he gets five to eight for forty, he doesn't even have to do that much on the ground to top this number. Uh, so I'll I'll take the over. Yeah, Jordy Nelson reborn like a phoenix last week. I, mm. uh, who saw that coming? Um, hope that continues for my SFB team. But anyway, um, yeah, I got to take the under here. I, like I said earlier, I think it's going to be more of a split than you know. I, you say a lot of people expected the split. I see more people expecting Jalen Samuels to be the lead guy. So maybe maybe we're just in different Twitter spheres, but mm. um, c- certainly a lot of people are excited about him. And I just twelve point three points on your first real start. I, I just I gotta say odds are against that, so I'm gonna go ahead and say the under. He probably has a decent day, but uh, not not quite that well. So that's what I'm gonna say. We're gonna swing over to the flex position where we're gonna talk about uh, two guys that are kind of one week fill-ins. I feel like so I thought they were pretty comparable. We have Jeff Wilson, the accountant, playing against uh, the Denver Broncos at home, and then he's going up against Justin Jackson. And I'm sorry, I should mention this. Uh, Jeff Wilson plays for the 49ers. He's playing in the wake of uh, Matt Burita being out with his ankle injury. And then we have Justin Jackson on the uh, L.A. Chargers playing at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. And, of course, we're kind of keeping an eye on if Melvin Gordon does or does not play. If Melvin Gordon doesn't play, or excuse me, does play, I'll cancel this one. I'll just take it off the board. Um, so you don't have to really worry about that in your prediction. Okada, we will start with you. Uh, I'm going to go Wilson on this one. <laughs> uh, he, listen, the Broncos have probably about a 57 times better run defense than the Bengals, so it's a little tough to take Wilson as opposed to Jackson who gets to face those Bengals. However, Wilson, as we saw last week, and similar to why I picked Samuels is over, is going to catch a lot of passes in this game, I believe. I think the Broncos are going to be ahead, despite what I said about them potentially losing their playoff hopes. The 49ers are doo-doo McButt trash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Wilson's going to get himself six to eight catches. I don't think Jackson does. I think that's Eckler's role. And I also don't think that despite how good Jackson looked last week and how bad Eckler looked, that it just suddenly swaps and Jackson is like the Melvin Gordon uh, type situation and Eckler is relegated back to what he was when Gordon was on the field. I think Eckler is actually pretty good. The blocking for some reason looked better for Jackson and Eckler's vision didn't look great. I watched this game uh, in pretty close detail. However, this defense is trash. So I think Eckler, when he's when he gets <laughs> those holes now that he should get, will take advantage of them as he has been all year and will look better and they'll be able to stay with him a little more in this game. So you took Wilson. All right, I'll tell Yes. He so took, Wilson, took Wilson, yeah. I'll tell you I'll, I'll give you mine. I'm taking Wilson for one reason and one reason alone. I spent the vast majority of my um <laughs> Scott Fishbowl fab on Jeff Wilson. I had I had Brita, I had Connor. I also picked up Ridley, but I'm not starting him. I need Wilson to go off this week so i am just i'm all in on jeff wilson i just got to give him my whole heart all in on the account i gotta believe in him i gotta believe in him so jeff wilson go you is that half point for uh for running backs i forget it it's uh no it's what is it 0.75 and then okay yeah, another yeah. 
Isn't it weird? And then there's points for first downs. I thought too. that was yeah. I, don't I thought it was just oh maybe it is for I don't know, but that's a good it's format both. to happen. I, I'd have to go look, but yeah. Yeah, I like it. So I'm taking Wilson. Bets, what do you want? Give me Justin Jackson in this one again. I'm bringing you hard hitting analysis that you need here. Uh, I literally wrote down: Did you see what Philip Lindsay did last week? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. I just think yeah. that that defense is absolutely garbage, and yeah, there's no way that both actually like you talked about. Okada, Eckler, and Jackson have a good day. Uh, I like them both as a flex play this week. All right, well, that's uh, going to do it for the over-unders. We'll see if you guys can have another good week against me and take me down. It's uh, yeah, it's too, way too close for comfort now, so it's coming down to the uh, final stretch. But uh, let's jump into our starts of the week. Drivers, start your engines! As we're informed by our friend uh, Mike the Hitman Wright, uh, players do not have engines, so we are not allowed to start them. <laughs> but we are going to put them in our fantasy lineups, and we are going to play them this week. These are the guys that we are we're playing them in the fantasy playoffs, so we clearly have some kind of belief in them or reasoning behind the fact that we think they're going to do well. So, Betts, we'll start with you. Who's your start of the week for the, um, let's see, it's the semifinals? No, the quarterfinals. The quarterfinals, yes, week 14, yeah. first round of the playoffs. And if you want to get to week 15, you better be starting Jameis Winston as your quarterback this week. He's my start of the week. And for the past three weeks since he finally took that job back over from Fitzmagic, he has been unreal. Weeks 11 to 13, he's the quarterback five overall in fantasy. That's better than Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson, and yes, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's been incredible, man. Multiple touchdown passes every week during that span. And the thing that I love most about it is you can just see uh, he's playing a different game out there. Just one interception, which has always been you know his issue, is ball security. Uh, so I love that. I also love that he's he's sneakily adding a lot of value uh, on the ground. And, and during that time span, he's averaging about 29 rush yards a game, uh, which is, like I said, it's, it's kind of sneaky, and that's almost worth one t- uh, touchdown pass. So if he gets to that 40 rushing yard mark you know he, he pads the stat line there this week fantastic matchup he gets the saints new, face face the saints uh at home which is great they're giving up the third most to the quarterback and in that matchup i don't see how this is not an absolute shootout between the two teams uh, and i want Jameis winston and all of his pass catchers in this game so give me winston i think he's a top five play this week yeah plus i mean he's got a elite wide receiver one in adam humphrey so you know he does <laughs> I- have a nice receiving core there with uh with Humphreys I added, and I actually almost made him my start of the week if you didn't because I love Humphreys as well. I added Adam Humphreys granted in a standard league for zero dollars this week. Nice. Very I nice. was ecstatic. Ecstatic. But anyway. Yeah, I'm all for that. I like I like Chris Godwin, I like Mike Evans, I like Adam Humphreys. I like um what's his face? I can't Cameron Bray. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was about to say O.J. Howard, and I was like, no, he's he's done. Sadly so. not. Uh, if you I'll, like all the receiving options, you should like the quarterback. Yeah, also, I think, I think there's a chance Jameis has learned his lesson from all these benchings that he has to protect the ball and be a smarter quarterback to have a job in the National Football League, and I think it's showing right now. Okay, so asking for a friend, um, assuming the other option here is fully healthy and ready to play, which it sounds like he is. Jameis Winston or Mitchell Trubisky? Ooh. He's playing against you the Rams. You know my answer. I'm yeah, going, I'm going I Winston. Do. I'm also Okada, going Winston. Although, 
Yeah, I was going to say, because based on what you said about the Bears-Rams game, I think you're not going to mm-hmm. like Trubisky as much as I am. So, all right, fair enough. Yeah. But, these uh, these are still, the quarterbacks I would personally play over Jameis Winston. Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes, Big Ben, and I think Cam Newton. I think that's it. Nice. Although, I guess we should have talked about this. Cam Newton's shoulder apparently bugging him recently, so just uh, be wary of that. Yeah, he's been kind of limiting his reps in practice for the past two or three weeks or so. And, and to be honest with you, actually his play has suffered a little bit. So, yeah, I think that's a good call. As, as far as Cam, you know, and what he does with rushing, I think he's he's okay enough that it's not going to ruin your week in fantasy. And he won't be the reason that you lose your playoff matchup. Yeah, and uh, I'll go ahead and swing over to my start of the week. Look, it's uh, unfortunately it's based on injury news. You never like that. However, this is exactly what Cortland Sutton needed to step up into the limelight and become the wide receiver one he was meant to be when drafted by the Denver Broncos. They knew that they had to find replacements for Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders coming into the season because they were both on the wrong side of 30. They picked guys who they believed had the talent set to be able to do that next year. Well, due to strange circumstances with the trade of Demarius Thomas and then now the injury for Emmanuel Sanders, that time has kind of quickened a little bit and he's going to have to step up now but luckily he has just the schedule where he can do that Corlin Sutton over these next three weeks this week uh, you know this is the reason I'm really excited about him is he gets to play the San Francisco 49ers this week that's a fantastic matchup you can say whatever you want about getting double teamed now that he's the wide receiver one it doesn't matter if the 49ers double team him because they're all bad at defense so it (laughs) doesn't really matter uh, next week, he gets to play against the Cleveland Browns at home. And then in the final week, the championship week, he's playing against the Oakland Raiders. That is a dream, dream matchup going out of this year. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders left behind a 29% target share, 40% air yard share, and 56% red zone target share Ooh. since DT left the lineup. Ooh. Cortland Sutton is going to go off this week. I'm talking 150 yards and a touchdown. And I am, I'm not even Woo! in the slightest bit afraid that he'll go under that. It's going to be a huge Cortland Sutton week. I immediately put him up in my lineup ahead of Humphreys, ahead of Boyd, ahead of, uh, I forget who else, Landry, but he's kind of been bad lately. Um, I'm all in on Cortland Sutton for the rest of this year, and I believe in his talent. And even though Case Keenum's the quarterback, uh, it's time to shine, baby. You got to step up and play the game. So, Cortland Sutton, let's go. My, my. That was pretty hot. I'll tell you what. It also doesn't matter who covers Cortland Sutton because he's a very, very, very good receiver. Yes. I mean, he he's shown it already in the NFL, and he was actually one of my favorites coming out of the draft. He is, if you throw the ball up there anywhere near the, the end zone, He'll probably come down with it. And with that red zone target share number you just stated going away for Sanders, I don't see how he can't catch one touchdown minimum every week for the rest of the season. I really like this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's got touchdown upside big time. Go I ahead. love it. And I love the fact that we own him in the Battle of the Podcast League. So Huzzah. Uh, I do hope that your 150 yeah, and one prediction is correct, maybe even more. Uh, I will say, though, too, people might get worried about this matchup going against. Um, Richard Sherman, because of the name value, you just talked about you know the size of Cortland Sutton and what he brings in the red zone. He's 6'4", Richard Sherman is 6'3", 
And from a medical perspective, I just want to say Richard Sherman is, is now in his season removed from his Achilles injury, and that explosiveness to jump is not there the way it used to be. So if they throw him a jump ball in the end zone, I don't see how, you know, barring a penalty, Cortland Sutton doesn't come down with it. So I love that call. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I hope that happens because I need him to help me win uh, some playoff games. So let's swing it over to uh, Okada. Tell me who your start of the week is. All right, guys. It was Chris Godwin, so go start Chris Godwin, but I'm not going to talk about him. I've decided to pivot to something a little bit more spicy. If I told you that the first name of my player is Josh, who would you guess it is? I mean, uh, it's got to be Josh Gordon. Reynolds. <laughs> Both of you are wrong. It is Josh Allen, baby. Let's go. No. Oh, yes. no, it is not. Yes, yes Are you is. kidding me? Woo! Oh, man. Okay, I got to hear this one. All right, here's what's going on. First of all, Josh Allen can throw the ball over a mountain. All right, so that's that's a <laughs> <Uncle> good Rico. <laughs> exactly. But second of all, and on a more serious note, when it boils down to it, rushing is more valuable for fantasy than anything else. If you told me I could have Peyton Manning, arm talent, or Michael Vick slash Lamar Jackson slash Josh Allen... Leg talent for fantasy, I would probably choose the latter. You guys mentioned it. What is it. leg talent? <laughs> it's leg talent, bro. You guys what mentioned it mean? on the waiver pod. He has, in his last two games, 99 and 135 rushing yards. And that's just the rushing. And he's he's actually started to produce in the passing game as well to top it off. This is why Cam Newton's been a top five guys guy for years. He is not a great passer at all. In my opinion, Josh Allen right now is basically Cam Newton. Spot the lie. The, the receiving core is not that much different. I mean, he just got rid of his worst receiver in Kelvin Benjamin. Facts. And Ken, don't give me that look because I just said did, DJ did, Moore. Wait, yeah, on. I know you like Cam DJ Newton. Moore. Are you Cam Newton? Are you comparing Cam Newton's wide receiver core and the Bills' wide receiving core? You are not. Please tell me you did he, not just he, do that. He has DJ <laughs> Moore. He has Curtis Samuel, DJ Josh. Moore. Christian McCaffrey is basically yeah, a receiver. There's those. no way this is even close. LeSean McCoy is a great pass catcher. All right, listen. Oh, uh, my the, God. He's a good pass catcher. The Panthers' <laughs> receiving core right is, a, is a little bit better. But other facts. This is the most listen. angry I've ever been on this show. <laughs> he gets the Jets this week. All right, so let's let's just move away from the receiving core and talk about that. Last week they allowed <laughs> okay. they allowed over twenty one fantasy points to Mariota, including forty three rushing yards. Two games ago, it was against the Bills. It was Matt Barkley instead of Josh Allen because Allen was out. Matt Barkley torched them. He had a great fantasy day. That's Matt Barkley. And back in week eight, they allowed fifty one <laughs> rushing yards to Trubisky. Allen, in my opinion, is a better rusher than Trubisky and Mariota, which means I think he's guaranteed. For more than 50 rushing yards, which is more than a free touchdown in standard four-point passing touchdown leagues. And when it boils down to it, I don't like the quarterback situation around the league right now. Matt Ryan has sucked. Andrew Luck just got shut out, and he faced the Texans this week. Brady has not played well late in the year for a while now or in Miami on the road, which is where he is this week. Stafford sucks. Wentz gets the Cowboys in Dallas. Goff gets the Bears, and it's going to be cold, and he's been cold. And Cousin gets the Seahawks, Wilson gets the Vikings. I probably would start him over every one of those guys. Come at me. Wow. Wow. I'm out. <laughs> I, I tap my hands. I'm out. I am speechless. 
Listen, this uh, is beyond me. I, this is worse than me. I'm getting spicy. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm there, Kata, and I like the uh, the hot take and the spiciness there. You backed it up well, I will say, but you have not convinced me. I, I cannot see myself actually <laughs> submitting a lineup that has Josh Allen as the starter at this point in the season. I mean, if you're you know a struggling team and you need to make up your, your record mid-season, I can see it. But, man, you're relying on a Josh Allen to win you a fantasy week and get you through to Week 15. You are a more bold man than I, I will say that. Yeah. Well, I got I to gotta, – you got balls. I got to give you that. <laughs> so does Josh Allen and I, he wait, throws him real oh, far. I have, I have one more question. I, I don't think you said yes. this. Are you actually starting him in any of your leagues? I am yes. not. I am fortunately oh. am not. However, okay. I will say this. I have a 2QB league where Trubisky is my second quarterback. And if the news does not look good on him, there is a chance that I will go get Josh Allen and start him instead of Tom Brady. And by a chance, I mean I'll probably do it. I could see you start him over Tom Brady, to be honest. Tom Brady has not been that impressive lately. So I could could get behind that one. Yeah. Wow. That was was hot. That That was a good one. Whew. All right, we got to cool down a little bit. Let's talk about some really disgusting players this week. Why do you do this to me? I'm benching you, Lewis. I don't want to the word out of you. Sit down. I'll tell you what, we're going to swing right back to Okada because you got to give me something. Oh, boy. You got to give me something else. You got to, like, set me back on the right path here. Uh, tell me who a guy you're you're not as happy to play this week, and why is it Josh Allen? <laughs> uh, I will not keep you Josh Allen because I love I'm Josh I'm just Allen. kidding. However, I will give you someone that I can pretty much guarantee you'll be on board with, and it's Alshon Jeffrey. Really, the only reason I I put him, I think that he's worthy of being in the sits of the week, is because he's still 90% owned in ESPN leagues, which means that I think people have him on his on their roster, they're looking at him, they know his name, he plays on the Eagles, Carson Wentz has been pretty good, and they think, okay, I, I probably need to start this guy. No, don't do it. He has had... Five straight games with fewer than 50 receiving yards and not a single touchdown over that span. It's been bad. Golden Tate is getting more involved. We saw that last week. He's been getting actually pretty good targets now for a few weeks, and we saw it actually pay off last week. And besides that, Zach Ertz is the real wide receiver one on this team. So that basically relegates Jeffrey to number three. Meanwhile, they're coming up against Dallas in Dallas, these corners, this defense, the secondary, it is very, very, very good. Byron Jones is one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. Anytime Jeffrey ends up lined up against him, which I actually happen to have looked or looked over the shoulder of some next-gen research, and he, Byron Jones stays on one side of the field, mostly. But if Jeffrey goes, and when Jeffrey goes there, which he will, he will get completely shut down like he did against Dallas at home four weeks ago when he only had four catches for 48 yards. For goodness sake, we just saw Michael Thomas put up five for 40 against this defense, and they shut mm. down Saints, Drew Brees and the Saints. So not only am I sitting him this week, I'm dropping him. You guys can drop Alshon Jeffrey. Get him out of your lineup. He's wasting a spot on your bench. Go pick up a handcuff instead. Sidebar. If you have another streamer to start over Wentz, I would also do that. I wasn't willing to make him a complete sit of the week, but I, if you can find someone else, <coughs> Josh, <coughs> Josh Allen, <laughs> I would consider it. Here he goes, Kay. Um, he's, he's doing the the whole yeah. team thing here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic Okada. Um, I I actually recommended this strategy to someone. I said drop Elshon Jeffrey now. 
so someone else can pick them up and play them, and they'll lose their week. Drop I mean, the bomb. Seriously, drop the bomb. Yep. Uh, it is you submarine missileing another team. It's it's not for the faint of fantasy heart, uh, but it's certainly something that is de- is evil and uh, necessary <laughs> uh, if you want to win your championship. But yeah, no, I don't like his schedule at all going out and uh, with. With Tate there, with the Ertz being the top dog, yeah, no, I'm done with Jeffrey. I'm with it. All right, well, let's swing over to bets here. Uh, tell me who your Eagles sit of the week is. Yeah, this is an Eagles-themed uh, sit of the week this week, which, as an Eagles fan, makes me very sad, but I have to be honest with you. I don't feel <laughs> great about Josh Adams this week. Uh, it's it's a situation where you know things have been rolling for him lately, and things look great in terms of his, his workload, getting 20-plus carries, so it's it's definitely hard to put that on your bench, but I think you have to do it this week. Okada just talked about it. If you watched Thursday Night Football last week, that defense is not getting the respect that it deserves. They are elite right now, um, and it's not just this past week. They've been doing it all season, giving up the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs. And the last time they had someone go over uh, 65 yards against them was Adrian Peterson in Week 7. So they are shutting down running backs left and right. The last guy to find the end zone was Week 9, and that was Derrick Henry who just happened to fall forward into the end zone. So unless that happens for you, uh, Josh Adams, while he will get touches and he will get workload and volume, It'll be a 20 for 80 type of day um, and won't be great because, to be honest with you, he provides little to absolutely no value in the passing game, especially with Darren Sproles back. I think all that uh, adds up to a a disappointing day for Josh Adams here in Dallas on the road. So I'm going to sit him down this week uh, and play another option if I can at running back. I like it. I I have to ask bets because this game is pretty much going to decide the season for the Eagles. Do you think they win in Dallas? Oh, absolutely. I mean, 100%. There's no way they <laughs> <All> don't win. <laughs> uh, I do think it's going to be a good game, and I think it's going to be close. Uh, the thing that I think that the Eagles have finally been doing these past few weeks, and I will say it's not the easiest thing to watch week to week because it's, it's, it's kind of rough, but they are finally starting to figure it out a little bit more in the secondary. Now that they have a little bit more continuity, granted, uh, the secondary is second-string players, but they're somehow piecing it together, and the pass rush is getting it done. So I think that they keep it close, but I'm not going to bet any money on it. To be honest with you, <laughs> Josh, Al- or excuse me, yeah, Josh Adams or Marlon Mack Ooh. playing against Houston. Mack gets Houston. Yeah. Ooh, Marlon I think- Mack. I wrote him on the dock as a sit of the week, and then I changed it to Jeffrey. So that's that's a good. That's a really tough one. I think in that scenario, I would take Adams because I think Andrew Luck, after the dud performance last week, still in a, t- a tough matchup. I think he comes back to form this week, and they do it through the air rather than on the ground, and the Texans have been just absolutely dominant against running backs. I think I would take Mac. so Ken, you're going to have to break the tie. Ooh, boy. Um, I'd probably play Mac. All right. I like the offense better right now, even though it's Houston. So, But it's close. I mean, they're very close for me. So, um but just kind of as a tiebreaker there. All right, I'll go ahead and tell you my sit of the week. Uh, he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, so this might be confusing to hear, uh, and especially because he was he had a good week last week. He, it's Spencer Ware, and he took over the lead role, obviously, when Kareem Hunt got released. Uh, he had a good week last week. But this week he's going against the Ravens, and we were talking about that game a little bit. That Ravens defense is incredible they are currently number one uh allowing the fewest points the the running back position they have allowed under 800 rushing yards on the season that's absurd wow that's incredible. and yeah it's it's 
it's ridiculous. They've allowed less than 180 fantasy points in half-point scoring uh, so far this year to all running backs. They've been extremely stout. And over the last couple of games, let's take a look at players here. I'm just going to go with the lead running back. There's probably other guys too. But last week, Tevin Coleman, 34 yards. The week before that, Doug Martin and maybe a combination with Jalen Richard, 67 yards. This is rushing. And then the year, the week before that, Joe Mixon, 48 yards. You. It, it's not – it's not been good, and and this defense has been just insanely better than they were before the bye. They had the bye in week 10, and then after that, they've just been lights out. I don't want to play where here. You're, you're banking on a touchdown, which is possible, but this is a team that has Kelsey, that has Tyreek Hill, that has Sammy Watkins probably going to play this week, useful in the red zone. I don't trust where for a touchdown as much as some people may, uh, especially considering he just had one, so... I'm going to sit him if I can. Uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel about him? Yeah, that's that's definitely tough. I think people who picked him up really want to start him, especially if they're the Kareem Hunt owner. I don't know if they'll be able to get away from it if they're the Kareem Hunt owner. Yeah. But you're right. That, that D is so good. I think this is going to be a massive Kelsey game. If I was a Chiefs, that would be my game plan. He's a guy that you can not really stop no matter how good your defense is and what kind of talent you have. So I, I think it pretty much funnels to him, and it's not much left for wear. Yeah, and there's a chance, too, that if you picked up uh, you picked up Spencer Ware as, as not the Kareem Hunt owner, that you probably have other options because you've been doing it for so long to get here. So, yeah, I can definitely justify sitting me down if I have another option. Uh, and maybe we can put this in perspective for you know our listeners out here. Would you guys play in the same matchup, the Gus Bus or Spencer Ware? Oh, Gus. Gus Bus. That's an easy oh, Gus Yes, for we're me, all yeah. aboard. I like that, too. Mm. I actually am, am making that play. Despite how excited I am to have Spencer Ware, uh, I am playing Gus, Gus Edwards excuse me, over him this week. All right, so I got flex question then since I, I have to decide between Ware. Uh, Spencer Ware or Adam Humphreys? Oh, Adam Humphreys. Oh, it's got to be Adam Humphreys, yeah. You think He's it's mo- that easy? I'm, okay. What do you mean? You mean the wide receiver one of the whole Ooh. league? Okay, not really, oh my but God. but I yeah. did I did see I did see something that said he's been the wide receiver eight since I think week eight, which is insane. It's incredible. Yeah. Yep. It's I just incredible. actually looked that up when I was researching Winston. That is correct. Since week eight, he's a wide yep. receiver one. Or, Crazy. I'm sorry. Since week is that what you said week eight? Yeah. Yeah. Week yeah. eight. Yeah. He is the wide receiver eight. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. All right. Well, I'll consider that going into the week here. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into the mailbag. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail with you all day, okay? All right, we got some questions coming in on Twitter. We uh, sent out that post just the other day, or maybe two days ago, I don't remember, on our Twitter handle, at RedshirtsFFPod. You sent us, our que- uh, sent us your questions, rather. Uh, up first, we have one from a one at Anonymous Sensei. And I, I thought that was kind of an in- interesting name. I, don't know what I, you're I, I feel about. like I've heard that somewhere before. Also, Twitter told me that uh, a contact of mine made uh, an account, so that <laughs> just happened to be. Uh, <laughs> it might have pointed me in the right direction there. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> but the question is: This is a half PPR dilemma. Please help. Pick two. Uh, wait, was pick two wide receiver, one running back, and two flex? Oh my goodness! From Josh Gordon at Miami, Tyler Boyd at the Chargers, Godwin at home versus the Saints, Jalen Samuels at Oakland, Austin Eckler playing at home against Cincinnati, Gus Bus at Kansas City, Mac at, uh, excuse me, that's Marlon Mack at Houston, and Spencer Ware at home against 
the Ravens. So we need to pick two wide receivers, one running back, and two flex. How about this? Bets, give me the two wide receivers you want to play. All right. Options are, let me read it over here again. Godwin, Boyd, and Josh Gordon. I'm going to go with Godwin for sure. He's my locked-in wide receiver there. And I think between the other two, I'm going to roll with Boyd in the volume. It just hasn't been there for Josh Gordon. So I feel comfortable with Boyd over Josh Gordon. Okay. Well, we're off to a different start, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I would probably say Godwin and Gordon here. So that's that's the only reason I say that. Um, they, I think the Chargers defense is just going to be pegged in on uh, Driscoll this week. But how about this? Let's swing over to Okada. I want you to just pick the one running back. We'll, we'll make this easier Ooh. for you here. Pick Ooh. your your favorite running back out of this group. Uh, well, first of all, I'd just like to say this is an excellent question. Um, <laughs> but as far as the running back, oh man, one out of this crew. Give me, give me Gus Bus against the Chiefs. In that okay, good in that pick. matchup, I think is tight. All right, so let let's say we went with Godwin and Boyd, uh, and then now we have Gus Bus. So now we need two more flex. Bets, you want to pick one flex and I'll grab the other one? Sure. We already talked about Ware and Mac, how we don't love those guys. Um, I think I'm comfortable with either Samuels or Eckler. If you're playing them as a running back instead of a tight end, uh, I would lean Eckler here in this situation uh, over Samuels. But if you can get Samuels in your tight end, if it's Yahoo, I would do that. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I feel like this is not based on how the question is laid out. It's a shame we can't ask the person live oh, who gosh, made this question, but um, I feel like it's not, so we'll go ahead and assume that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Josh Gordon as the other flex here. Uh, I think he's just, uh, you know, he doesn't get a, a lot of volume, but he he's had like four more receptions in the last however many games. He's got touchdown upside. Uh, Brady's good enough for that, so I'll, t- I'll take Gordon as the flex. Yeah, really quick, I will say in all seriousness <laughs> – uh, monitor the status of Xavier Howard, cornerback for the Miami Dolphins. There's a chance, a mm, good yeah. chance, that he does not play this week. I think that makes a massive difference to how good Josh Gordon will be. If he plays, he's been playing lights out this year, and he probably limits Gordon quite a bit. If he doesn't, they don't have anyone else who can get, any, get close to matching up with Gordon, and I think he could go off. Good call. All right, let's move on to the next question here. This is from at... Okay, Galush Haxi, we're going to go with. Mm. This is PPR. If you had to, and I stress had to, start two out of Jalen Richard, Chris Thompson, Ty Montgomery, and Jeff Wilson Jr., who would you settle for? We'll, uh, we'll start with that. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Like is number this, one. I was going to say, I agree with that, but I also like how uh, this listener – but after that, which you didn't read, Kent, I have no idea how I am in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, well, I wasn't really sure if that was the next question or not. So, yeah, I, I see Jeff Wilson is one, and then Jalen Richard, I think, is my second favorite. I would agree with that. I don't think you can trust Chris Thompson yet, and Richard is going up against the Steelers, which means I think it'll be more of a him game than a Doug Martin game. I would agree with all of those statements. Or C.J. Anderson. But Oh, my gosh, True. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Jalen Richard's the best uh, fantasy back there now. So, uh, and then okay, so let's just say this real quick. He said also playing Cook as tight end with Gronk as a flex for his third straight week. That is ouch. I props to you for making it to the playoffs. I, I hope you you luck your way through. 
Uh, I don't see it being a good run for you, though. I'm so sorry. I mean, he has to have Let's, Patrick Mahomes and some very good receivers, yeah. so I don't know. Right? That's like Gurley. Like, he's got Gurley on this roster, and he's just not telling us. Or Josh Allen. But, yeah. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> All right, moving on to a question from at Finlay underscore AJ. Would you start a struggling Jared Goff this week against a stout Bears defense or Dak Prescott against decimated Eagles D in a need-to-win situation? Wow, this is a great question. Yeah, this is tough. Oh, boy. I think I think I would still lean Goff. I, I don't think he's going to be what he has been through the first portion of the season, but I still think he's going to be better than Dak, so I would still roll with Goff personally. I'm going to agree with you there. Um I, division games always seem to be played tighter than you expect. So Eagles versus Cowboys, I think that Eagles D maybe shows up a little bit more than they have. And uh, if if you're going to beat the Bears, it's got to be something interesting. So I think we, I'm just going to call that Goff dumps something off to Gurley that he runs in for a touchdown. And he gets the points for it. I'll take Goff. All right. Um, I'm taking Dak Prescott here. I actually just saw a tweet while we were recording this show. That in 2018, when Cooper was on the team, he has posted his career best in completion percentage, yards per attempt, yards per game, and touchdown to interception ratio. Not to mention, on top of all that, he's still a rushing quarterback who has a chance for a rushing touchdown. Gimme Dak here against the Eagles this week. Let's go ahead and swing over to the question from at Dweebster or Dwebster? No, Dweeb. Dweeb has two E's. Let's go with Dwebster three four one. I believe this, uh, this uh, listener's D name Webster? is Dan Webster. So D, D Webster. Oh, D Webster. Not. <laughs> I did not mean to call you a Dweeb. It's not a Dweeb. I assume you were not. I'm you were sorry. To the show. That makes way more sense than what Very I was trying cool. to do. Very so. cool person. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, Mr. Webster. I apologize. The question is simple, though. Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson this week? Both, are both have good, good plays. Ma- oh. <laughs> we said the exact same Jinx. thing. Yes. Both have go, good matchups. Go ahead. Which way do you lean, Betts? I always side with the rushing, so I'm going to go Jackson. Uh, Ooh. Uh, this is really tough for me. Kent, do you know I need another five seconds? Uh, Yeah, I'm going with Baker here. I Lamar Jackson, I haven't seen him in the throwing yet, and unfortunately that caps his upside for now. I think I'm going to have to lean that way also. I like both. I would happily start both. They'd probably both be QB1s in my rankings if I was doing that. But I'm going to lean Baker just a little bit. I'll put it this way. It kind of it might even depend on my roster. Because if you need 17 points from your quarterback and then mm. the rest of your roster can kind of have a little bit more upside to it, play Lamar. And if, if you have guys that are maybe like low-end but high-floor type guys – I'd go with Baker Mayfield and hope you get a four or five, uh, five touchdown game, something like that. So that's where I stand on that. And uh, all right, we'll move on to our last question of the day. This is from at Cogdal. Is that a is that a real name? Am I screwing this one up too? Cogdale. I think this is just Cogdal. I think that's all that Unclear is. Clear at this point. Uh, guys, have Manny Sanders? Oh, we. Oh no. This is before um, the injury today. Yeah, right? he. he I, I even saw him comment on Twitter saying, uh, oops, kind of you can ignore the Manny Sanders part. But I'll just read the whole question. Guys, I have Manny Sanders, Diggs, Calvin Ridley, and Godwin need to start three and looking for the most upside. Well, unfortunately, that's oh. that leaves three. Sorry, I guess uh, we should have taken it off the dock. But uh, if it makes you feel any better, I love Godwin this week. I feel like Diggs is going to 
kind of bounced back a little bit after having another full week of practice. Uh, he was kind of banged up last week, so I think Diggs is in a better spot. Calvin Ridley, uh, it's a toss-up. That's kind of like a boomer bust option. So I think you'll be okay. Now, he also does ask whether he should start at QB, Luck, or Baker, which is another really tough one. Ooh. Luck coming off an awful game, obviously against a great defense, who apparently the Jaguars remembered that they are still a football team last week. I don't know they what did, happened yeah. there. I think I'd take Baker in this one. I'm going to ride Baker. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. No, I think I agree. I think the way Jameis Winston kind of took him down fairly easily last week through the air uh, kind of said all I need to say. I I think Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Jameis Winston is. He Isn't he asking about – oh, I'm sorry. You were referencing a previous week. Okay, I'm, I got you. Yeah, uh, the defense he's playing I thought you were saying he's better sorry. than Jameis, but he's not in the question. No, uh, no yeah, I can see I, how that's I confusing. See. Uh, I like both options. Personally, I would still play Luck. I mean, I, I do chalk last week up to just one of those weeks. The guy had been throwing three touch – three-plus touchdown passes every single week leading up to that week. So even if he gets you one or two last week, the thought process going into this week is much different. I would say don't have recency bias. I would still go with luck. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think either are a bad play, to be perfectly Agreed. honest. Um, I do like luck as well. So um, anyway, all right, that's it for the questions this week. Uh, thank you so much for submitting those. We'll have another thread out next week and you guys can comment on there and get your your hot your hot take start sit questions up for week two of the fantasy playoffs we hope you make it through uh hopefully we helped out in some way there um bets okada thank you once again for the awesome insight and and uh you guys got any last minute uh things to say to the people out there um is does awesome insight include my start of the week um, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Straight up, no. I got I got one thing to add here, Kent. Uh, we've been getting a lot of start to questions, which is great, but we you know, we would love to get some questions too. I, I you guys can speak up too, but uh, I would love to get some talking about maybe keeper formats or kind of what to do moving into next year because that's it's that time of year and you have to decide that pretty soon. So uh, love the start to questions, keep them coming, but we would encourage uh, more diverse questions as well. Mm. True. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, listening, and uh, we hope you go out and win your fantasy playoffs. Honestly, we want you to win that championship. That's what we're here for. Uh, we're going to try and do that too. So once again, we are the Red Shirts. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>